your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Friday of Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914, the talk and text line if you want to get in here. A couple of people we're talking to today, Shelly Fortner. We're going to, we're going to talk to Shelly Fortner for the rest of the month every Friday as Food Drive Fridays happens, obviously, on Friday. And she is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse. And we've had pretty good conversations the last couple of Fridays in terms of what food, uh, food Drive Fridays has done. And also just, you know, kind of kind of gauging the need of the community as a whole with the whole global pandemic. I don't know if you guys have heard about this pandemic. Um, so we'll talk to her after that, after the news. Brad's doing the news now. Grant on vacation, if you guys were listening yesterday, he went on a little fishing trip with his roommate up north. And uh, Grant Bill's no longer going to be with us. He's back to the Wisco Sports Show starting Monday on WKTY. Um, but so Brad back doing the news. So after the the bottom of the hour, Dave Larson with Freedom Honor Flights is going to join us. He's joined us a couple of times in the past. Maybe we can get him to tell us a story. But uh, he's just going to update us on on Freedom Honor Flights. They obviously were going to well, not obviously, but they they were going to have their 25th ever flight out of Lacrosse to Washington D.C to honor area veterans and that's not happening and it's kind of sad but we'll talk to him about that and and maybe you know what what they have planned maybe they have something else planned i'm not sure how else you would plan that video video some type of video zoom thing wouldn't be very exciting hey somebody go to, go to the monuments and record it. i'm sure they could people could find that but um they did they did find some World War II veterans to get on that flight too. So it's really disappointing to see that, uh, you know, this pandemic has, has stopped that. And obviously for good reason, right? Like you're going to put a lot of uh, veterans who are, who are mostly going to be older and we're going to put them on a plane and then we're going to take them to DC and we're going to, you know, cart them around, drive them around, get, get a look at all the monuments there and then bring them back on a plane and have a party for him when we come back. Uh, none of that can happen at this point. Hopefully in a year. Hopefully in a year. 608-785-7914. There was some news. I just I, this this happened a couple of days ago, but the Supreme Court is is ruling right on the the stay at home order, or the safer at home order, or the bounce back, or whatever, whatever. However you want to categorize what we're doing right now with quarantining or social distancing there's so many different ways to categorize this but uh you know the the news is starting to come out about what the supreme court has said some of the justices have said about um just the state the the state of affairs i guess or or uh you know fighting this lawsuit that the wisconsin republicans have brought on not really tony evers but his health secretary andrea palm um, Patience Rogensack, the Chief Justice, uh, w- w- she's one of the conservatives, right? We, we have a split Supreme Court. I think it's five to two at this point, or six, five to two, I think. Um, but she said, you know, of that meatpacking plant in Brown County that has, 
you know, elevated. We talked about this the other day, elevated the number of cases in Brown County, right? They'd be all right, except for this meatpacking plant. And people are talking about how the meatpacking plant, how the workers are, are kind of crammed in there and, and, and working, whether or not those conditions are awful for those workers. I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure they're not super, super fun, but, um, the the idea that the we, we you get a spread in these meatpacking plants and that's why Brown County has a spread. So patient Rogan patients Rogansack, uh, Chief Justice there said the surge was due to a meatpacking to due to the meatpacking. That's where Brown County got the flare. It wasn't just regular folks in Brown County. So people are upset about that. The regular folks comment, right? Like as if uh, meatpacking people people working at meatpacking plants aren't just workers. Seem kind of seem kind of out of there. Uh, dog and cat food. Okay, Gary Podesky's asking me to, to ask Shelly. I will do that. Um, I feel like Brad was calling me there just now. Brad, are you listening? I don't know what you're, what you're doing. Brad is down at the um, Tea Party rally to open up the state. I forget what intersection it's on, but there's a rally right now going on. It just started um, to open up the state it's happening happening in lacrosse i will we'll get an update from brad at some point but not not just yet um we're gonna talk to let's let's go to break here i just want to get the news done brad's gonna head over to that that rally here in a little bit we're gonna make him do the news the news is and then and then head over there so uh, Shelly Fortner next, Hunger Task Force Executive Director. We'll find out how Food Drive... Usually I talk to her beforehand to find out how Food Drive Fridays... Uh, how, how it went today, how it went that day on Friday. Um, it's been really great the, the first three weeks, week four. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that it was great again. All right, let's go to news. We'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM, 608-785-7914. If you got questions for Shelly Fortner, the Lacrosse Hunger Task Force, the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse Executive Director, she is on with me now. How's it going, Shelly? Hey, it's going well. I am uh, I'm looking forward to these Friday dates. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's always fun. I was thinking about this in my drive into work. I was like, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool to actually meet you <laughs> in person. I haven't been, you know, I was like, I could go down to the hunger task force. I'm like, oh, well, I can't, I probably, probably shouldn't, I, you know, like we're trying to, unless I'm going to go do some work, you'd probably put me to work if I ended up showing up down there. Well, yeah, that we certainly would do that. Yeah. But you'd stop by here anytime. <laughs> um, now tell me if I got these numbers right. I, I did the math on my own for the first three weeks of food drive Fridays that you guys have put together, you get you kind of you, you you came up with this brilliant idea probably in just a couple of weeks, and it's going so well. But forty thousand pounds of food and about one hundred three thousand dollars donated, which included that twenty five thousand anonymous donation. It did, yes. Okay, yes. so that's where we are, that's where we were as of last Friday. Yeah, so obviously from eleven to one. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Fridays at three different locations throughout the lacrosse area. We're, we're donating non-perishable foods, and you can also bring cash down there, or you can donate it to the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse website. But how did we do? How did we do today? Um, we did. We did fairly well again today. Week four, uh, 83, uh, almost 8,400 pounds of food, um, and another 5,000 uh, on site. Uh, we're getting donations in online as well, you know, another 6,000 or so. 
um, we're doing really well, and and I think one of the reasons that we're we're still going strong is is obviously the firefighters' um, a commitment to match uh, financial donations up to fifty thousand, and this is going to go through the rest of the month. So we're hoping that people come through and help us get that fifty thousand match. It's it's uh, you know the the anonymous donor that did the twenty five thousand. That was terrific leverage to get other people to to step up, and firefighters sure did. Yeah, and Firefighters Credit Union, I had Bruce Molek come on. He's kind of the spokesperson, obviously, he's the president. But he's like, I didn't do this. Like, you can thank our members and our board. You know, he wanted to, like, pass the credit on, and that's fine. But I didn't ask him about this. So if you got 5000 on fight on site, and did you get $11,000 donated today? Is that what you're saying, Five and 6000 We did, yes. But okay. actually, this morning, uh, I got a call from uh, God's Country Muskie, who wanted to actually kick off the fifty thousand match with a check for five thousand dollars? So um, that was that was my morning. How my morning started off. So really great. Oh wow! So that that adds to that. Is that part of that six thousand dollar total then online total? No, it's no, it's not. Oh, no, this is separate. Oh, so you got another five thousand dollars? Right. So oh, about wow. fifteen thousand in cash today. Oh wow! That's <laughs> awesome. Um, and, and you've said in the past, we've always talked about, you know, it's it's a weird thing to say, but cash works a little bit better because you guys have a little bit more leverage uh, with with food providers to, to get food at a, at a better cost than, you know, like I could get if I went to the grocery store. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, we, we've got a lot of relationships with a lot of vendors, um, you know, throughout the state that we can, you know, we can leverage this, this cash uh, probably more than you and I going into uh, a store and purchasing on our own. Plus, we don't know. Um, the cash is always helpful to us because we don't know what the rest of the summer and fall and winter is going to bring, and we're going to need that on hand, um, you know, to to purchase what we need. Yeah, and, and are you guys really? Do you are you guys planning out to have this extra need? Because you talked last week about how much more, how many more people are coming into these pantries now because they're just you know. Uh, you had your you had your, a certain amount that always would come in, and now that's just boosted. Do you are you making how how far out are you making plans? Well, we're we're kind of hoping that you know the the results of this drive are going to last us you know through the fall and winter. I mean that would be that would be terrific if we could just not have to worry about being able to supply the pantries once they are up and running. Um, you know when when and if that happens later this year, we don't want to have to worry. We want to be able to say, we're here, um, you know, we're ready to serve you, we've got the food, and, you know, you can count on us. That's what we want to be able to say. So what I'm hearing is you're going to stop Food Drive Fridays at the end of May, kick it back off in December, and then all those volunteers are going to have to work out in, outside in the cold and snow? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll bet they would if we needed that. I just, you know, I, I really think they would. We've got volunteers all year round, and we even have you know, stuff that we work in the Cane Street Community Garden, and we've got things going on all winter, too. And the volunteers just come. They just do. They know there's a need. They enjoy doing it. Um, there's there's a, a good feeling that can be had by helping others. Um, Gary Podesky on the city council texted me, and he goes, do you guys do anything with cat or dog food? Can you do anything, or do, can people go into these pantries and get cat or dog food? I've never been to a pantry before. Well, there are some pantries that do that do have pet food. I mean, pets are part of our family, and so we've got to make sure that, you know, if we don't have enough to feed ourselves, we're, we're you know, taking care of those other furry family members. And so we do get pet food donated. Um, we have a regular relationship with, with folks who are donating pet food. So 
uh, it does get distributed to the pantries. Okay, I'm not saying that. Not Don't bring your pet food to the Hunger Task Force, but <laughs> would it be better to bring to donate that stuff to something like Cooley Region Humane Society because just the idea of like, hey, you know what, I'm going to get pet food if I need it, I would go there? Or, or is there a pretty big... Uh, is it pretty common knowledge that there's going to be pet food at food pantries? Uh, it's pretty it's pretty common knowledge that, that a lot of the food pantries will have pet food available. And if they don't, they can come to us for it. Uh, we do have uh, pet food in our warehouse um, that we do get from regular donors. So it's pretty common that, that, you know, when people are asking for, you know, things at food pantries, they're, they're generally getting resources for where they can meet their other needs, too. Okay. Uh, talking to Shelly Fortner, the executive director at the Hunger Task Force of La Crosse. How, how's your back been feeling from carrying all this food the last couple of Fridays? Well, you know, we've had so many great volunteers, I haven't had to carry much, which is a good thing. I just I just sit in here, smile, say thank you, and add it all up and, and you know, make, make plans for how we're going to distribute. So, you know, the volunteers from the rotary, um, rotary groups and, and iFeed and they're just phenomenal, and they've come out week after week after week, and they're not going to stop till the end of May. I, I saw a story the other day, and you've mentioned this in the past. I just I haven't read a whole lot about it, so I don't know where we're at. the The idea that you know we've seen stories about dairy farms dumping their milk. Uh, we've even seen this in the meat plant, right? They can't process milk. They can't process meat. Can you right. do you have any idea of where the hunger task force is at with you know like attaining milk and then being able to you know distribute it? Well, we're we're in pretty good shape here, um, and this is all because of the Hunger Relief Federation of Wisconsin. We're part of a larger group of free and local food banks that distribute throughout the state, um, and there is a uh, hunger task force in Milwaukee. We're not affiliated with them, but they're kind of our mentor, and they're they're a big partner for us. And they pledged uh, a while back; they pledged a uh, million dollars to help dairy farmers in the state. So what we're doing is we're actually getting dairy uh, donations shipped from Milwaukee uh, once a week. And so we're getting four or five pallets of, you know, cheese items and and milk and things like that for, you know, to help these farmers out. So we're distributing that, and it was all due to the Hunger Relief Federation. Okay. And then um, I know, I don't know how much news, you know, you said there there hasn't been a a deal yet, but can you talk at all about uh, doing the same thing with, I don't know, with farmers that have uh, animals for meat processing. I don't know. Is there is there any news there? There's not much news. We are still reaching out. Um, I've talked to several farmers that we work with, uh, and they're not having issues here locally yet. So, um, you know, if, if that happens, we, and it's another good reason to have that cash on hand, is that if we're able to help farmers out, you know, by purchasing those animals, um, and, and getting them processed, we've we've helped both the farmers, and then we also have meat in our freezers. So it's it's really something that we're looking forward to being able to do um, should the need arise from the farmers. But locally, there has not been uh, an issue, so I'm told at this point. Yeah, and it's a matter of getting that stuff processed, even with milk, right? It's it's a matter of there's too much milk to get processed. Um, would you look at the farmers there? Or would you look to meat processors, you know, local butchers, something like that, that, that would, you know, take on, take on that burden? Well, we work with a number of uh, the meat processors right now because we have the Hunters for the Hungry program um, every fall with the, um, with the hunters donating venison, and then they can get processed and donated to food pantries. So we, we've kind of got that connection there, that, that network there for, for the meats and such, and I did talk with uh, Craig's Meats earlier this week, 
who said that they, you know, they're they're com- they're very busy. They're processing and processing and processing. So, um, but I, I told them to please let me know if they if they're having an issue with that. If there's farmers that, you know, have animals and can't get them processed, and and so uh, our board is looking into how we can help them, at you know, when that time comes. How many acres you got over there? Maybe we can just set up a fence and and just keep the animals there for a while. Well, I don't know. We we uh, we're housed over here by the right way, right next to the right way bus company, and it's all cemented buses. Oh. So not a, not a lot of grass around here. But you know, we're gonna we we have a lot of people that we work through through our network, a lot of organizations, a lot of places, and everybody working together. We're gonna get this done. We're gonna figure out if there's an issue. We're gonna we're gonna tackle it. All right, Shelly Fortner, Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse Executive Director. Again, you guys brought in a food drive Friday about eighty four hundred pounds of food. Not you guys, but the community, I should say, and uh, a little over 15, uh, sixteen thousand dollars. It looks like, right? Yes. Today was another great day. I can't say enough about the community and how they keep coming through, and we're seeing some of the same donors coming through every week, and that's just that's just great. Thanks for your support and and the whole community taking care of each other. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, with all this food coming in, does does it ever change? I'm going to just ask you one more question quick. Uh, peanut butter, cereal, spaghetti, spaghetti sauce, pasta, pasta sauce, and well, there was one other thing. Oh, canned tuna. Is that always those five? Or when, when you get five five weeks of, of food drives or four weeks of food drives with, uh, you know, what is it, 48,000 pounds of food, you might have too much pasta sauce or that's never that's never an issue? I don't think that's going to be an issue, no, because those are the things that, that we're asking. You know, we're asked for on a continual basis. And, um, you know, if anything, that's going to be the first thing we run out again uh, first. So Okay, I'll stop. Keep it coming. <laughs> I'll stop asking that question because it's always the same answer. I just, I always kind of wonder, you know, like with the, the because this food drive is, a, you know, gigantic compared to, you know, you say other food drives, little food drives bring in three to 5,000 pounds. Well, this one's like doubling that and tripling that at sometimes. Right. So I, I feel, but you can never have enough spaghetti, I guess. All right. Thanks a lot, Shelly, for, for talking with us again, and we'll we'll talk to you in a week. I hope so. Great. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, that was Shelly Fortner, Lacrosse Hunger Task Force, Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse Executive Director. Uh, you can go to their website and donate, and we'll put Bruce Zamolik and the Firefighters Credit Union on the hook for that $50,000 matching donations. Uh, sounds like they're already on the hook for $16,000 after today. So, Good news. Bruce was on yesterday. He uh, he, he kind of made a, made a joke that that's going to hurt, but hurt so good, he said. All right, let's go back to the news. And when we come back, Dave Larson, Freedom Honor Flight, he's going to talk to us about, uh, you know, their, their postponements. And uh, he, he got a couple of World War II veterans on this flight that was going to happen tomorrow. And I said, Dave, if you can do any research, let's find out, uh, you know, just a little bit about these guys that, that were going to be on the flight. So we'll we'll come back. We'll talk to Dave Larson. But here's Scott's comment and the news. We'll be back on Wisdom. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. If you want to text, we got Dave Larson, the what do we call you, Dave? The CEO of Freedom Honor Flight? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the president, the current president. The president of Freedom uh, Honor Flight Lacrosse, right? Correct. All right. So um, obviously not great news. Back in March, you guys had to announce you would postpone, which is going to be tomorrow's Freedom Honor flight. And it was kind of a, you know, if you want to pick numbers, 25th is it was like a 25th anniversary flight, right? Yeah, this was going to be our 25th flight was supposed to uh, take place tomorrow out of lacrosse. Yes. 
And you guys started this thing back in 2008. Um, you know, I don't know how many, you know, I have numbers here. You could tell me if these are, I think Brad wrote, compiled this list here. Um, you've had 1,134 World War II veterans, 829 Korean vets, and 228 who served in the Vietnam War. Does that sound right for about your, that, your list? That, that is, uh, I think, exactly correct, yes. Yep. Um, thank you, Brad, for those numbers. Uh, th- that's a that's a lot of lot of guys and and women to get on to get on these twenty five twenty four flights. Uh, you know, has when when you first started this, right? It was just World War II vets, right? Yeah, because this whole organization started with the mission of flying our World War II veterans to Washington D.C. free of charge to see the memorial built in their honor, and uh, the community support was so overwhelming that we just kept on going. When we got through our World War II veteran list, we started a Korean War veteran list, and now we're just a few flights into our Vietnam veteran list. So, uh, We talked to Shelly Fortner, the Hunger Task Force of Lacrosse, just before you came on, and we, we're doing this thing, Food Drive Fridays. I'm sure you've, you've heard about it. Maybe you've even been down there, but um, yeah. the, the lacrosse community each week for four weeks now has, has come through with donations, and the, the, number, the amount of money now is at – you know, it's over. Uh, I think it's over one hundred seventeen thousand dollars in four weeks. How do you guys maintain, uh, sustain getting uh, veterans' flights to to DC? Well, I guess where do you get your funding? Yeah, because it costs uh, well over a hundred thousand dollars per flight times twenty four flights. Uh, you can do the math there. So we do. Uh, we we Freedom Honor Flight doesn't do any actual fundraisers themselves. It's all kinds of organizations all over the community, even a Cub Scouts troop or, or uh, the Sparta American Legion has an annual thing every year that they've raised over the 11 or 12 years. They've done it uh, over a quarter of a million dollars from just the Sparta American Legion. So it's all kinds of fundraisers. It's constant. It's nonstop. It's $5,000 here, $3,000 there donations coming in all the time from private people that keeps us going for all these years and all these flights and all these veterans getting to go to Washington, D.C. This year, it's going to be a little tight because all those fundraisers are being canceled because, you know, because of obvious reasons. So, but we'll, we'll keep on flying. And as long as we have veterans on our list, we're going to keep going. So you don't have to have fundraisers. Well, that makes the president's job really easy if you don't have to organize any of this stuff. Oh yeah, this it's a fabulous team I'm in charge of. So they 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 do all the hard work. I just stand up front and look good. That's all I have to do. <laughs> Definitely look good. Yeah, Dave. Um <laughs> so okay, so with that, the the fundraisers obviously aren't happening right now. The money might be tight. Do do you need people to go to, would would they go to your website and help if they wanted to contribute to help donate to get these veterans, you know, when the flights do open up again? Yeah, anybody can always go to our, our website, uh, freedomhonorflight.org, um, and, and, and make donations. But, you know, we've we've got plenty of money to keep us going through um, this crisis and then into next year. So we're, we're doing good, but we could always uh, use more money for more veterans in the future. Now, last time we talked, and it was before this pandemic started, and we were talking about you don't have any World War II veterans. This would be the first, the 25th flight, but the first flight where no World War II veterans were going to get on. And then I called you yesterday, and you're like, well, we would have had. So do you do you have any info? Obviously, you would have had three, right? You said three World War yeah. II vets? Yeah. Yesterday, I, I said it was, when I told you on the phone, it was, it was three, but it's actually one now. 
a guy by the name of John from uh, Sparta. He's a 93-year-old World War II veteran. He's at the top of our list to go on our next flight. So, But, yes, when, when I talked to you a few months ago, we had no World War II veterans. The whole board of directors was like, oh, boy, let's, let's, you know, we, know, we know someday in the future we're going to have a flight without a World War II veteran. But we, we, we really love those World War II veterans. That's how we got our start was with that group of people. And we're real happy that John from Sparta will be on our next flight. Yeah, and um... – when you when you get that news, does John call you? Did someone nominate him? How did how does it come about? Where you you get you know we're gonna signal out one guy because he's the the one World War II vet. But <laughs> but can you just break down how that all happened? Um, uh, with with John, I, I don't know how his his name came to us, but for so many of these veterans, they they uh, say, oh, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. Let those other guys go first. They deserve it more. Well, we've been doing this for uh, 11, 12 years now, and it's, it's time for John to get on the flight. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, they, they, they finally, a lot of them, their, their families talk them into it. Oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And they, Dad, Grandpa, you got to go. I'll go with you, Dad or Grandpa. And, and finally, oh, okay, fine, put the application in. Yeah, I know. That's how a lot of them go. Uh, Eric from Sparta has been waiting on hold for for about uh, thirty minutes, and he's been on the phone with you before, saying the same exact thing. Eric from Sparta is a veteran, and he says, "No, I don't need to go. Let the other guys go." But at this point, you you, you know, get on the list, right? Yeah, I, I agree because because we had um, last time I looked around six hundred Vietnam era veterans on our waiting list. So that's going to take us several years to get through that. And in the meantime, any Korean War veterans or World War II veteran applications that come in, they go to the top of the list because of their age. It's, it's kind of funny when we talk about these young 70-year-old um, <laughs> Vietnam-era veterans, but uh, they, they, those uh, Vietnam veterans are the kids. We we're used to dealing with, well, John at 93 years old from World War II veterans, so he's a young World War II veteran. He would have been 18 right around the war ended so yeah wow that's uh, interesting to know uh it'd be nice to talk to john maybe we can set that up at some point dave um when when uh when you get these young guys these young 70 year olds versus maybe <laughs> maybe at some point you had a flight where they were all maybe older 90 year old guys uh does the 70 year old crew they get a little you know a little bit of a party going on that flight or what it's it's always been a party on these flights. Because I'm also the photographer, and for me, all day long, it's like herding kittens all day long. Well, it doesn't matter. World War II veterans, Korean War veterans, or these young kids at 70, um, they're, it's, they're just a wild, fun day, and they, they're so amazed. They're wide open, and they're, they're enjoying the day, and it's just hard to get their attention sometimes. Speaking with Dave Larson, the president of Freedom Honor Flights in La Crosse, Dave, now obviously we're not, we're not doing tomorrow's flight. It's it's sad news. Do you do you just how, do you how, how do you tell these guys? And there's do you have even like an idea of you know what when we'll we'll set a date or or do you just say we'll tell you when we know? Yeah, because you know during the winter months the entire board of directors is busy working on the following year's uh, schedule, and we had our flight days picked for. Uh, tomorrow, 9 May, and then we also have our next flight is scheduled for 12 September because we got to arrange aircraft, buses, meals, all kinds of things. The medical support team got to get that all arranged and all lined up before we start the year. So we are scheduled for 12 September, and obviously we're monitoring, our medical team is monitoring the, the situation out there. We may have to postpone 
our 12 September flight, but that is our next scheduled flight. So, Okay, and then all the guys that were going to go tomorrow, if as long they, as they want to, they'll just jump on that flight, huh? Correct. They're, they're, the waiting list hasn't changed. So the only way the waiting list will change is if we get a better World War II application or two between now and then. So we're hoping we do not have to postpone our 12, our scheduled 12 September flight, but we, we, we obviously are the health and safety of our veterans and their guardians are our primary concern. So Now you've been doing this 12 years. Have you ever lost a guy? Not literally like to death, but like you're out in Washington tooling around, checking out everything. And then like a kid in the mall, like all of a sudden you lose a guy and he's out, you know, partying somewhere else. No, no, we, we, <laughs> We've managed to hang on to all of them. Uh, occasionally, one or two might be late to get to the bus before we go to our next stop, but otherwise it hasn't been a big problem. So we're lucky there. They do listen to us. And the, the stories you, those guys must tell when they're, they're on the flights or, 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 I mean, have you heard, what, maybe, do you have like a best story? I always ask you this, but I'm going to put you on the spot again. You, you know, just so, from some of these guys that, 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 that recollect what, what happened to them while they were in the armed forces. That's just it. As me as photographer, I, I get parts of all the stories, so I, I don't get to sit down and listen to them all. But it, so many times, they'll they'll start talking, and you know, a tear will well up in the corner of their eye as they're talking and reminiscing about something that happened seventy, eighty, ninety years ago. Well, not ninety years ago, but seventy-five years ago. So it's um, it, it's overwhelming to hear all these stories. But uh, boy, one particular one, boy. Yeah. And part of this, part of this thing, you know, obviously like it's cool for them to jump on a flight and go and, and see the sights, but really like the, the whole idea of this thing is to get these guys together and, and maybe just talking to each other, you know, my, maybe some of them, I mean, it's a bad, bad word to use right now. Maybe some of them are isolated from being able to talk about this stuff in, in, in regular times. Now we're all isolated, but that's kind of the, the part of this, the, the, the social aspect of this thing is maybe the most important part, right? Yeah, it's amazing how many times, like, uh, in recent years, there's a lot of Korean War veterans, and we'll have two Korean War veterans sitting next to each other. They'll find out they both served in the Navy. They were in the theater of operations at the same time on different ships, and they're they're just going on and on because they know the, the, the admiral's names and all this stuff. And they're, it's, it's unbelievable to watch them open up when they get to a veteran who served with them but not next to them. Uh, next to them, so it's it's a wonderful thing when these these veterans get together and they didn't know somebody and now they're their best friends for the day. So, all right, Dave, I'm on your I'm on your website, freedomhonorflight.org. You know, there's a map here. You guys cover a pretty big area of lacrosse, right? Like it's not even lacrosse; it's Iowa, Minnesota. Um, yep. Do you remember how many counties it was, or, or any the of that? Twenty nine counties. Okay, okay, 29 count. Your website says 30, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we, we gave one up to a northern uh, honor flight network. <laughs> oh, okay. So 29 counties in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So anyone that's listening to this, even if they're you know kind of out there, they're probably going to be eligible to, to get on this flight, right? To get on a future yep. flight. Yeah, a future flight, yes. Yeah, if they're in, in listening to this uh, on the regular airways, yes, they, they, they are flying through a freedom honor flight in lacrosse yeah and i see there's a bit those the pull down menu or the the bar on top applications i imagine you go there and and just start start yep. typing away huh? or get somebody to yeah. type away for you right because you can either fill it out electronically online and submit it online or you can uh print it out 
and fill it out with an old pen and paper and uh, mail it to us uh, with a stamp. Oh, there. Oh, we're still you doing do that. it either way. We're still doing that whole stamp thing, huh? All right, Dave. Thanks a lot for talking to me, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we we get that September twelfth flight uh, going with these guys, and and hopefully, John John is on that one. Yep, I hope so too. All right, thanks thanks a lot, Dave. Thank you. That's Dave Larson, Freedom Honor Flight President, Freedom Honor Flight Lacrosse President. Uh, you know, just recapping, uh, they, they had no World War II veterans on the flight that would have gone tomorrow. So it's kind of sad that it's not going. But uh, John, a Sparta veteran, 93 years old, he he is on that list. So hopefully, hopefully those guys get to go September 12th. I'm I'm not all that enthusiastic. I'm not not enthusiastic, but I'm not all that positive that that that's going to happen. But it could. Uh, now, Eric from Sparta, I can put you on. Eric, you're you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, first of all, I wouldn't want to go on any one of these flights. I, I prefer to have the combat veterans go on there. I would not like to go there before they did. Another thing, um, something positive, and another thing you might, you might think not positive, but when is uh, Mr. Keith News coming back on again? Uh, Number two, I got a good story for you. Okay. Hey, uh, a couple of days ago, I had my window open, and a bubble flew in here. He was trying to get out the window, and I took an old coffee can I had, plastic coffee can. I pushed him off the windowsill, went out the door, let him off so he could pollinate. So the farmers and everybody else has their uh, uh, fruit and uh, vegetables ready to go on uh, Anyway, that's super funny, Eric. I did that. Uh, I did that the other day. I found one in my basement, and I took him out. Took him outside, and and put him on 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 my deck. And he wasn't moving. So what you're supposed to do then is get some sugar and water, mix it together. If you go online, you can find the little formula. I think it was even like a one to one mixture. And then they'll eat that sugar water, and then kind of get that energy back so they can fly away. Okay, this guy flew away. And he's happier than hell on. <laughs> Anyway, All right. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Eric. Hey, something positive, right? That's awesome. Eric saving bees. All right. We're going to take that last quick break. We'll be back to wrap up after this right here on Wisdom. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just going to wrap up here. It looks like, oh, maybe Brad is calling now. I tried to call him, but all right. Brad Williams, is that you? That's me. Hey, Brad. How is it going? Uh, well, I'm I'm sitting in the parking lot, uh, what used to be uh, the Hardys and so on and so forth, and Mormon Cooley Road, across from the Goodwill, and uh, that's where the people are lined up right now. Yeah, Losey. Uh, about two dozen or so uh, with flags and signs and uh, seeing if people will honk at them, and uh, many people are. I'm, I'm in my car right now, but... You can probably hear, yeah, there's a lot of honking going on on uh, well, Mormon Cooley. Well, Brad, you should give him a honk. Well, I I get like that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, yeah and so, why are they out there, Brad? We don't. I, I guess we didn't really set that up. Uh, the uh, This is something that was uh, arranged, I believe, on Facebook or social media. A number of uh, people in the area uh, displeased that the stay-at-home order in Wisconsin has been extended until Memorial Day, basically. And uh, I did talk with a couple of people, and they said, yes, they're trying to practice some social distancing, although there are a lot of the people on the street, on the sidewalk right now, who are very close together. They have their flags, and they have signs. There is uh, one guy, I believe, uh, 
uh, wearing a, a purple sheet or, uh, you know, a cape of some sort and a crown, and he appears to have a mask of Tony Evers, and you have Tyrant Tony and Emperor Evers signs, among other things. A number of Don't Tread on Me flags also. All right, so about two dozen out there protesting at the corner of Lozie. Do we have Lozy and Mormon? Do we have any idea how long they're going to be there, Brad? I think they said uh, they'd try to be here until about seven o'clock. They've been here almost an hour already. So okay. uh, you know, during the the peak traffic at time, especially on a Friday afternoon when people might be uh, headed south of town, and so that's where you're getting a lot of the honking there. People are uh, noticing the signs of uh, people who. And there is the big uh, truck parked in the Goodwill parking lot with a sign on the side that says, End the Lockdown. All right. Any fingers along with those honks? Or No, I'm just kidding. I didn't see <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Brad. Okay. Brad Williams covering the Losey and Mormon Cooley Road lockdown protest right here in La Crosse. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today and for the week. Next week, just me, Grant Bills. He'll be on WKTY. So, All right, thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you. Have a good weekend.